Hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. Stavo, we have completed our Brain Drain Tournament. So for the remainder of the actual year 2020, we will be giving you your classic, fun little episodes, not tied together to any overarching theme, just trivia for trivia's sake. I didn't know you wanted it to be fun. As a, come on, dude. Come on. Hang on. Come on. I'm going to have to pull up a backup set of questions or something. Like. <sighs> wow. Hi, Kels. I'm your Huckleberry. Ooh. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Hello, Devo. Hi, Sensei. Hey, everybody. What are we doing? We're going to play trivia. Hey. I don't have any uh, tournament updates. Except I did want to. I did want to say one thing, Devo. Yeah. I know at the end of the tournament, um, you were down by like 130 points or something like that. Uh, yeah, compared to Kells. Uh huh. But in the past week, I've been thinking about that score, and I just wanted to point out that that was over 11 games, right? So right. you're really only an average of one or one and a half questions behind Kells. On oh. average per game. So that's hmm. actually pretty close. That feels better. Thank you. I mean, you still lost the tournament and you lost mm-hmm. most of the individual games, but <laughs> you were really close. Oh yeah. On average. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh-huh. I just I just wanted to I didn't want you to feel bad. So I don't I thought I'd give you those really. words of encouragement. I I can fly higher than an eagle, you know. <laughs> You are the mm-hmm. wind beneath my wings. Why, why do people, just on a completely unrelated note, why do people say it's a good thing I didn't have kids? <laughs> um, ooh, gosh, so what are we no doing idea. tonight? What's the trivia <laughs> stuff happening, well, man? So I got an email a couple of weeks ago from John Bowman. And he said, hey, John Bowman. Here's, a, here's a whole quiz for you. Uh-oh. And I said, that's awesome. I'm sure I can use that as soon as this tournament's over. And the tournament's over, so I'm going to use John Bowman's quiz. Yay! Right. It just happens to be the same as the very first theme that I did for Brain Ladle way back on episode two. Whoa. You remember what that was by any chance? Nobody remembers anything that long ago. We barely had electricity. I mean, I had to look it up to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, I knew I, I knew I had I knew I had done it. I just didn't know when. But it was money. money. Oh, I remember the money episode. Yeah, uh, this was, was kind show. of this was pre Andy. I think Andy listened to it, but he wasn't playing on it. That's correct. Yeah. And wow. uh, there was actually uh, a fair amount of overlap between John's questions and mine. Uh, I left most of those in. So some of these mm-hmm. are going to sound familiar, although they're kind of reworded or, or uh, they're, they're related, but not exactly the same question. Okay. So today's theme is money. money. money Category money. one is the U.S. dollar. All right. Dollar. Question one. The U.S. dollar is no longer intrinsically tied to the value of any commodity like gold or silver. Instead, its value is derived from the backing of the issuing government. What is the term for a currency of this type? And I have an easy Ooh. mode for half points. Locked in. Easy mode for me. Okay. 
Uh, Kel's easy mode for half points is it's also the name of a diminutive European automobile. Well, I know Fiat's are small. I have no clue. I don't even know if I've ever heard this term before. Dave, you know me pretty well. Have I heard this term before, do you think? Yes, you have. Oh, really? Well, he's just going to rub it in. Uh, No, you've heard the term. If you were to say it right now, would I know it? Yes. Would you say it right now? (laughs) No. (laughs) This is the weirdest fishing expedition I've ever seen. Yeah. It's a little embarrassing. It's just the first question. It's not even a tournament. Well, you know, you kind of ease off the gas in the regular season. You do. <laughs> it's a marathon, I'm not a sprint. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, all gas, no bricks here. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, I'll lock in. All right. What'd you lock just in on I just said Fiat. Devo? It's Fiat. And is it typical really? Kells? Yeah. <laughs> we started off with specie money and went to fiat money. The correct answer is fiat currency. Why? So you have heard the term before because you said it. No, I know what a fiat <laughs> car is. I don't know. I've never heard this in relation to money. It, okay. A fiat is a fiat is a decree. Basically, it's like. You can rule by fiat where you just say, this is what's going to happen. And that's what happens. And so in a fiat currency, the government says a dollar is worth a dollar. So I'll say so. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cool. All right. Question two, the U S mint currently operates active coin production facilities in four cities. Name any two for five points each. And for a bonus for five points. The U.S. government also produced coins from the early 20s until 1941 in what country? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. Deva, go ahead. Uh, There's a coin mint in Denver and a coin mint in San Francisco. And the year 1941, it probably has something to do with the Japanese uh, sneak attack, the declaration of war. And I think they had taken the Philippines. So I said the Philippines. Hmm. Andy? Ooh, the problem with that theory is the Philippines were still a territory of the United States. They wouldn't become their own yeah, country until 1945. But weren't they taken? They were. Or then? But and but you were that's that's not a different country. Uh, that's a territory. Yeah, you're right. Good call. Good call. Um, I'm trying to remember from my coin collecting days. I know Denver is one for uh, coins. I'm guessing Chicago is the other one that I can come up with. And I think I don't know the answer either, Dave. I'm using the same similar logic. I think you're right about the Japanese. Uh, but I think because of the. Uh, Secretary of State Hayes open door policy with China in the early part of the 20th century that I think it's China. Oh. Okay. And Kells. I didn't know any of that. I said uh, Denver and Baltimore. And I just threw out Panama. 
Okay. Well, the four cities in the U.S. are Denver, Philadelphia, Yay. San Francisco, and Yay. West Point. Ah, West Point. I would not have come up with that. And I knew Chicago was wrong. The answer I have is for the for the country that we produce coins in is the Philippines. Yes. Oh, nice. But so it's a territory. On. Hang on. I'm trying to. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean. Do you define Guam as a country or a territory of the United States? <laughs> um, well, I'm not sure that Guam and the Philippines at the time had the same. Uh... Yeah, at the time, they were both territories. I mean, the Filipinos had waged a huge war with us to get their independence, and we still didn't give it to them until after World War II. Ladies and gentlemen, happening much earlier than the England does, <laughs> we've reached the point in the show where Andy begins to collapse upon himself over his knowledge of history. I'll accept the Philippines, but I, I, I there'll be an asterisk in the record book that that's not a country, but a Wait. territory of the United he, States. He well, won't okay. really accept it. There's an asterisk on that question. <laughs> I, I, I'll accept the asterisk. Uh, a liberal reading of the question, though, didn't necessarily wouldn't necessarily imply that the it was a independent country between the twenties and forties. So it is its okay. own country now, and they were produced in Manila. So that's fair. That's uh, legit. I I concur, Sensei. Besides, Dave could use the points. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah, you're right. I can hear I you. I don't want to take points from Dave <laughs> All right. Question three. What was the largest denomination banknote in U.S. history? Oh, shoot. For a bonus, what U.S. political figure who was in many ways in a league of his own, was on this note. Felt like there was a hint in there. I looked this up one day, and I can't remember how high it went. We actually had a very similar question in episode two. I think I remember this question, seeing as how last episode forced me to look back on my past failures. (laughs) I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Oh, and I just got the joke part. <laughs> oh, joke. Yep, now it's I'm, a very now clever I'm confident. Hint. Now I'm confident. I'm not. When I, when I first read the the clue and saw that, noticed the hint in there, I was like, "Was he a character in a league of their own or something?" Yeah, I, was, I went with sports as well at first. Okay, Andy, what's your answer? I, I'm I'm less sure about the the amount, but I think it's a ten thousand dollar note. And I think there wasn't like I think there was a weird reason why it was issued. Like there was only one issued or something weird like that, or very few of them. And League of His Own, it's got to be uh, Woodrow Wilson who came up with the League of Nations, but was never in the League of Nations. Okay, Kels. I said one hundred thousand dollar bill. And uh, Woodrow Wilson. I said one million dollars. <laughs> and Woodrow Wilson. Well, the correct answer is one hundred thousand dollars. Oh, and it was in fact Woodrow Wilson. I thought there was uh, 
there were they made giant huge bills to pay off debts they were basically these hundred thousand dollar notes were used for transactions between federal reserve banks and they weren't yeah. ever um intended for public consumption okay that's why i knew there was something quirky about them yeah that's why i guess so high but keep in mind that this was what in the what was wilson in the 20s so a hundred thousand dollars was a a long long time or a lot a lot of money a lot more money yeah that's a lot of cash a lot of cheddar the the largest denomination that was in public circulation was the ten thousand dollar bill, but it wasn't used very widely, and they only okay, used it for which a few is what years. I had. That's what I was thinking. I guess Sam and P Chase Chase, yeah, creator of the banknote for the United States. Hmm. Was he the same Chase as the Chase Bank? No, he's the same Chase as Lincoln's uh, Abraham Lincoln's. Was he Secretary of State? Uh, and then he became a Supreme Court justice. But it was he and Lincoln that concocted the first fiat money for the United States because they didn't have enough money to pay the soldiers in the Civil War. Oh. And it's also the first time the phrase, in God we trust, appears because we were genuinely asking the American public to take a, a leap of faith that they were banknotes, but they could not be redeemed until the government said they could be redeemed. All right. Question four. Many countries use the U.S. dollar as official currency. Among them is what former Portuguese colony that became the first new independent nation of the 21st century? And I have an easy mode for half points if you need it. 21st century. I am locked in. Can I get the easy mode, please? You want the easy mode? Yeah, I'll take easy mode. I'll take easy mode. It was locked in. Easy mode is... Uh, this now sovereign state was previously controlled by Indonesia. Oh, that didn't clear it up for me. Oh, oh I do know who this is, but oh, oh, I got nothing. I'm locked in. Ray guy, I'm I'm looking at you, Ooh. Ray guy. Come on out. First category. Putting it up. All right. I'll start with Andy. Now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. Kick is away. There's a high, twisting, hang time spiral. Kels. Bit my left for you there, Kels. <laughs> I appreciate that, Dave. I said uh, Timor Least or List. Dave? I said Macau. Quick answer is East Timor or Timor Least. Yo. I went with location. I didn't know when it became a sovereign nation. It was like 2004, something like that. All right. At the end of round one, Andy has 20. Dave and Kells have 30. And we're going to move on to category two, which is science. Oh, science of money. Dog. (laughs) No hot dog questions. Ah, you see what I did there? No hot dog questions because Andy ate them all. (laughs) With gravy. With gravy. All right, question one. This is is kind of a callback to episode two. Among the earliest known coins were those produced by the kingdom of Lydia in the 7th century BCE. These were largely made from what naturally occurring, occurring alloy of gold and silver? 
and for a five-point bonus, in what modern-day country did the kingdom of Lydia exist? I think in the original question, I gave you the uh, the alloy and asked you to name what the constituent metals were. And then Kells, Kells the I had a bonus that was uh, what uh, what animal was on the coin. Yeah, I was waiting for the I was waiting for that. I was going to jump right on in. Yeah, Kells <laughs> Kells got that one just by being alliterative. Yeah. <laughs> he is your padawan, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, Lydia, I I have no idea. I'm locked in with my answers. Um, let me. <laughs> I'm locked in. Let's start with Devo. Uh, the alloy is Electrum, and the country is, I think, Turkey. Andy. Uh, um, I too have Electrum. Um, I said Egypt. Kells. Uh, Electrum. I said Cyprus. Correct answer is Electrum. And the kingdom of Lydia was in present-day Turkey. And I have a zero-point bonus question for Devo. How much was an Electrum coin worth in first edition Advanced Dungeons & Dragons? Oh, you would say first edition. I was thinking (laughs) 3.5. Wow, I just got nerd all over me. Yeah. Five gold? Half a gold. I mean, it's an alloy of gold and silver. Alloy so of gold it's going to be worth yeah, less than gold. Was, less than gold. Yes. Yeah. I knew that, I Sensei. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question two. Another one that should sound familiar. The mm-hmm. banknotes of Australia are made from a plastic composed of very long chains of the molecule styrene. What is the general name of the class of materials of this type, consisting primarily of a large number of similar subunits bonded together? Locked in. By the way, John writes some great questions, doesn't he? Those are fantastic. That really is a good question. I'm locked in too. And an Australian banknote is kind of wacky to American eyes. To my American eyes, I should say. They look so bright and colorful and they crinkle the right way that you associate with with money. I remember when I was... uh... Uh, like 11 or 12 when I lived overseas in Saudi Arabia for a little while. And they had all their, their paper currency was different sizes. Like the one real note was smaller than the five, which was smaller than the 10, which was smaller than the hundred. And I'm like, that's, that's genius. (laughs) Kind of tell it a glance. (laughs) That's right. And and they were all different colors. Oh my gosh. All right. uh, Let's see. Andy, what's your answer? Polystyrene? Kels? I said graphene. And Devo? I said a polymer. Andy, I'm going to give you half points. The correct answer okay. is polymer. Oh. So I don't. Yeah. Oh. So I would mm. guess that a polystyrene would be a polymer, but that's mm-hmm. not the general case, I don't think. Let's see you're going with that. Yeah. You could have a polymer that's not styrene, I think. Right. All right, question three. From 1989 to 2001, 
a German banknote featured one of history's most important and prolific mathematicians and physicists. He made important contributions to algebra, geometry, and, and astronomy. In addition, his contributions to the field of electricity and magnetism were so significant that the SI unit of magnetic induction was named for him in 1936. Who was this man who was sometimes referred to as the greatest mathematician since antiquity? Um, I'm locked in. Uh, uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm locked in with a guess. I hate when you ask mathematician questions. Yeah. You make me feel so stupid. Yeah, well, <laughs> me too. I'm locked in. If you knew your SI units, then you might get yeah, You know, if I did. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping I got right in this. We lost internet once because we didn't have a good SI unit in the install in the basement. In that, yeah, yeah. I think that's what. Oh, never mind. Kels, I uh, I went with ampere or ampere. Oh, that's so much better than mine. I said plank. And Andy, I went with Tycho Brahe. Yay! The job of a chimney sweep comes with a great deal of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you remember some of you older gentlemen might, I don't know if Kels would, when you had the old CRT monitors and sometimes yeah. uh, you would have to push a button to do kind of a funky demagnetism thing on them. Yeah. Remember what that was called? Degaussing. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Yep, his uh, Carl Frederick Gauss. Uh, man. Yeah. All right, question four. The lemur is featured on the 5,000 franc note of what nation? Locked in. <laughs> Locked in. Really? Yeah. I have an educated guess. I could very well be wrong. Ray guy's giving me the wave off. Apparently I already used him. He pulled a hammy on that last yeah. one. You had him out too early. Didn't warm up. <laughs> well, I think he warms up before the game. You say that. I've been going through. I've been trying to find interviews and things with him to, uh, to try to pull another quote. And he just goes on and on about how I've got what you call just a God given gift. <laughs> I don't really know how I do it. I just, I just get up there and keep my body straight and kick the ball. I want to hear him say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I got to have that. That's I awesome. Uh, I keep my body straight and kick the ball. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing that part, but I saw at least two or three different interviews where he said, I've got just what you call a God-given gift. Oh, yeah. We got to have that on the show. Yep. I'm locked in. I'm sorry. Devo. I said, uh, well, what did I only read it here? I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Uh, Madagascar. Andy? Uh, yeah, they're from Madagascar, so I'm presuming Madagascar. And Kels? Also Madagascar. Correct answer is Madagascar. Okay. Move it. At the end of round two, Andy has 45, Dave uh, Kells. Wow, I'm so used to saying Davo. Uh, Andy has 45, <laughs> Kells has 50, Davo has 65. Oh. Curse you. Now that doesn't matter anymore. Davo's killing <laughs> yeah. it. 
category category three is movies. All right. Say goodbye to your lead, Devo. No sh. Here comes gals. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is not an after dark yeah. episode. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Brain ladle after dark. Question one. Tom Hanks and Shelley Long starred in what 1986 comedy detailing extreme buyer's remorse? Locked, locked, locked in. in. Also heard, locked in. I heard two of those. Did I yeah. hear three? They were yeah. all pretty much simultaneously. Yeah, okay. <laughs> pretty much. Andy. The Money Pit. Kels. The Money Pit. And Deva. The Money Pit. It is The Money Pit. Also starring Yakov Smirnov. Oh, I don't remember that. Why do I know that name? I don't either. Uh, In but- Russia, we have Pit for our money. <laughs> <laughs> the original question, too, was about Brewster's Millions, which also has uh, Yakov Smirnov in it. So I think that was kind of the tie-in, but I didn't want to do two 80s movies, so I replaced it with the Uh, following. mm. What 2015 movie features several different investors who made huge margins by betting against mortgage-backed securities in the late 2000s? Oh, Wendy, I love this movie. Do you remember the name of it? I don't, man. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if the year matches up, but Locked I think in. I have a pretty good idea. Yeah, I think. Yeah. It's a very it's, clever movie. I started it. I can't. I don't, I don't know why I didn't finish it. Did you get to Margot Robbie's part? Because. Get to what part? Margot Robbie's part. She's in it? Oh, yeah. Shoot. I Maybe I shouldn't. I shouldn't say anything. No, I, I don't. Well. Oh. Out of all the people I remember being in it. Wait a minute. Oh, no, no, yeah, she's in that one, too. <laughs> I know where Andy okay. just went. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's also about stock dark. market. Yeah. <laughs> Locked in. All right, Andy. The Big Short. Kels. The Big Short. And Deva. The Big Short. It is The Big Short. Has anybody else seen it? Yeah, I have. No. Kels has started it. Yeah. You'd like it, Devo. Is, you is it animated, it. and is there a superhero in it? Yeah, but but <laughs> yes, the Margot Robbie part, she's talking, she's educating you on um, like shorting securities while she's in the bathtub. Yeah, that is that. worth seeing. Let's watch what, that. All and Batman's inside, in one of the clever things this movie does, and it's a completely original idea, is it's a dramatization of how this is happening. But at times, there's complicated financial explanations needed to move the plot along. So they have random celebrities in random situations just, you know, playing themselves, <laughs> come down and explain this financial aspect of the film for you. And then it goes back to the movie. And, and some of the actors break the fourth wall, too. I think Ryan Gosling oh, nice. in particular. It makes it pretty accessible, too. All right. Question three. The 2001 film Moneyball follows Oakland A's general manager Billy Bean's attempt to build a championship caliber baseball team on a limited budget using advanced statistical analysis to identify undervalued players. What is the general collective name for techniques that make use of advanced baseball statistics to evaluate player performance? Locked in. And I have an easy mode if you need it. I don't think this is. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. 
Easy mode is the term was coined by baseball guru Bill James and derived from an acronym for the Society for American Baseball Research. Yep. yep. So, Devo. Sabermatics. Andy? Now I'm, wait a minute. Sabermatics? <laughs> just say your answer, Andy. Yeah, just say your answer. I could be wrong. No, that's why I wrote down two, but when Davo said it, it sounded completely wrong. That what? is horribly insulting. I'm <laughs> What's your Andy? Oh my god. But that's it's I, I have it written down just like that. And when you said it, like, no, that's not right. Sabermetrics. Okay. Is that it? No. Which one I, did I, I write down? I, I wrote down sabermetrics, but it's not right. Okay. Sabermetrics. Sabermetrics is the answer. Yeah. It is yeah. sabermetrics. <laughs> I was so sure I was right. It's not, I'm not. I'm not was teasing you, Davo. But as soon as you said it, like, no, that's not right. That doesn't sound right at all. I'll, I'll give you both half points because that's pretty. Thank close. you. I because I, I got in my head that it was like mathematics. Mm-hmm. I knew saber was part of it. Okay. Question four. God. In 1998's A Simple Plan, brothers Hank and Jacob played by Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton, attempt to keep millions of dollars that they find at a scene of a plane crash with predictably disastrous results. While this critically acclaimed film could be classified as a neo-noir crime drama, its director is better known for the slap for slapstick horror and superhero films. Oh, I, I know of this movie, but I don't know it well enough to tell you who the director is. Well, if only there were some other ways to guess what the yeah I, might I, be I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna, the I, I got a guess I got a guess but it's a total shot in the dark I'm locked in I'm locked in uh, that's what I'm trying to I can't think of anybody that fits those other two very important criteria um, no wouldn't be him yeah I got nothing I'm just gonna have to throw somebody out there. I'm locked in. All right. Let's start with Andy. I know nothing about the slapstick aspect of this, but I know that Sam Raimi mostly does horror movies, but he also did Spider-Man. So that's what I went with. Uh, Kels? I said Jean Favreau. David? Slapstick horror would be the Evil Dead. Mm. Oh. Sam Raimi. So that's Sam Raimi. Sam yeah. Raimi. Nice. Quick answer is Sam Raimi. Huh. At the end of round three, Andy and Kells have 80. Davo has 100. Ooh, wow. Davo flexing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Category American four. American history, right? Nope. Oh. <laughs> well, there's historical aspects to it. The oh. category is financial crime. Uh, okay. This is interesting. Yeah. Question one. In 2019, the Independent and a global cyber cybersecurity firm issued a report indicating that an online game is being used by criminals in a money laundering scheme by buying in-game currency with stolen credit cards and then reselling it on eBay or on the dark web. What is the name of the online game that is the subject of this scheme? It's so popular that even non-gamers hear about it every couple of weeks. What year was this? 2019. I'm locked, locked in. in. Okay. That's got to be. Yeah, I, locked guess, in. I don't think it's right. Kels? 
I said Animal Crossing. Andy? Fortnite. Dave. <sighs> I said Fortnite. Uh, Even non-gamers hear about it every couple of weeks. That was a clue. Correct oh, answers. I hear it now. Yeah. Nice. Wait a minute. Non-gamers hear it every couple of weeks. Couple of weeks of Fortnite. Which Two weeks is a, a Fortnite. Oh. Did not pick up on the clue at all. I didn't. That's nice. Nice. My first inclination when you started reading the question was World of Warcraft. Mine too. Yeah, and see, that's the thing League is of Legends. There's there's mm-hmm. plenty of that kind of stuff that's happened in different games. Yeah. All right, question two. Bernie Madoff is the self-confessed operator of the largest Ponzi scheme in U.S. history, defrauding clients of an estimated $65 million. But before he did all that, he graduated from what Hempstead, New York University, that for some reason changed its mascot from the Flying Dutchman to the Pride in 2004. Flying Dutchman. And there's a bonus. Another famous graduate is the actor who played Max Zorin, Captain Coons, and Vincenzo Cacciati. I got that part. (laughs) Um, No, I can get that part. I got that one. So I'm looking for the university and that other famous graduate. I got no idea. Let me see if I can find an easy note. Pride? I'm locked. I'm locked in. I'm locked in oh, too. I'm locked in. No. Okay. Well, I guess. If everybody's locked in, then we'll start with Andy. I've got no idea about the university. I don't even know if there's one called this, but it was it's renamed itself the Pride or the team is. Yeah. So maybe Lions University. Oh. Uh because lions are in prides. Um, yes. And and for the, the bonus, if you miss the bus, you're going to be walking. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> huh? Huh? See what I did there? Yeah. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Making sure. I said uh, NYU is in Hempstead. And I said Al Pacino because I didn't. No. Oh, Dave. Wow. I didn't know. Captain Coons and Kells. Is that the one in the. That's Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction? <laughs> the, yeah. the best part of Pulp Fiction. Oh. Yeah. Man. I Just got watch. it after the fact. I wrote down <laughs> Pacino and then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all wrong. All wrong. I, I've seen this logo recently. It's a, it's a male lion and a, and a female lion. And it's Hofstra. And the bonus is Christopher Walken. Okay. Academy Award winner Christopher Walken. Excuse me. The correct answer is the Hofstra University and Christopher Walken. Yeah. The characters in A View to a Kill, Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. and True Romance, respectively. I knew with the A View to a Kill name immediately. Question three. Charles Ponzi's original scheme involved purchasing postal reply coupons at a discount in Europe and then redeeming them at a face value or at their face value in the U.S. Uh, of course, he was actually just pocketing the money and paying off earlier investors with the money invested by later speculators. What is the economics term for buying an asset at a low price in one market and selling it at a higher price in another market? Hmm. Locked in. What am I missing? I don't even know how to answer that question, Andy. Okay, I'm locked in. <laughs> Could you repeat the question for me? Oh, my God. 
some really long questions. You got one job. Right, I'll shorten it. The relative part is, what is the economics term for buying an asset at a low price in one market and selling it at a higher price in another market? Okay, I'm wrong. Okay. I don't know why. The rest of the Ponzi stuff is just background. Builder. Okay. I got nothing. Um, I've already used my good Christopher Walken joke. Um... <laughs> That was a joke. It was a good one. Well, I'm locked in with a guess. So we're all, so locked, we're in. all locked in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of zoned out there. Deva? <laughs> <laughs> um, buy low, sell. I said insider trading because of, I couldn't think of anything else. Kels? I said flipping. Ooh. And Andy? Cross market sales. Sweep the lick. You have a problem with that. Mm. Correct answer is arbitrage. Arbitrage. Never would have gotten that. Never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Question four. No category on financial crime would be complete without a question about the Enron scandal, which culminated in a $63 billion bankruptcy filing in 2001. In the aftermath, the CEO, Kenneth Lay, died before he could be sentenced but both the president and the CFO of the company received prison time for their roles in the crimes committed. Name these two convicted felons for five points each. Oh, my goodness. I do not know. I only remembered Kenneth Lay. Yeah. Um, I've seen the movie on this one, but too. But I know another guy that I'm going to call on right now. guy. Ray? Ray guy. <laughs> punting, punting, punting. I am locked in. In the financial crimes category, the only question I got right was about Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're that's why off. I let my my wife do all the shopping and buy it. <laughs> I don't know what money is. <laughs> I'm locked in. All right, Kels. I put a uh, Kringle McKringleberry and Murgatroyd Skittle. <laughs> Andy? You know what's ridiculous is all I can remember is the also the connected with this was the accounting firm that went out of business, which was Arthur Anderson. So I'm going to say Arthur Anderson Sr. and Arthur Anderson Jr. Okay. Hmm. And Deva? Now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. Oh. The job of a chimney sweep comes with a great wow. deal of responsibility. I know so it wasn't clip, Kringle McCringle face or whatever Kel said. I like Kringle McCringle. <laughs> what did you say? Kringle McCringleberry and right. Murgatroyd skill. Oh, I'm sorry. I butchered your answer. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you, Neil? <laughs> Uh, so the CFO was Andrew Fastow, and the president was Jeffrey Skilling. Oh, because oh, he was related to the weatherman in Chicago. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that like one of your walking jokes or something? Or no, no, seriously, real? I forgot about oh. this because it was actually kind of a big deal. Oh, um, the most. Beloved WGN personality, it's been on WGN for roughly 150 years, is Tom <laughs> Skilling. 
who's been their weatherman right. since I was a little kid. And he, that was like his brother. And it was kind of an awkward thing there for a while for him to be on TV every day when his brother oh, reporting on his brother going, going up the river, Yeah, his brother be this evil you know, financier <laughs> that built people out of millions. Oh, I could wow. have come up with scaling if I thought about it a little bit longer. Oh, we don't have all night, so I'm glad. You no. <laughs> all right. At the end, we've like been here all night. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? It has been a while. You uh, grandpa's got to get some stamina. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> all right. At the end of category four, Kells and Andy have 95, Dave of 110. One tail. Okay, we're catching them. <laughs> so I decided to beat you when you, actually when you start Grant. talking about my stamina. By the way, just so you know, your what? Your what? Stamina? Stamina? <laughs> stamina? Stamina? I got so much stamina. <laughs> I get my stamina out of a bottle. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Kels and Andy gained five points on Devo that round. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, I don't market. do the mathing. Category five is financial crises. Uh, oh. Question one: Hyperinflation of as much as eighty nine point seven sextillion percent annually led to the production of a hundred thousand, sorry, a hundred trillion dollar banknote in what country in two thousand and nine? To trillion dollar. I remember seeing this on Reddit or something. And I have an easy mode for half points if you need it. I'm locked in. I'll take the easy mode. When communism collapses, that wouldn't make sense. So I'll take easy mode. Okay. Easy mode. This country was known as Rhodesia until 1980. I'm locked in. Yeah. I'm, I think I got these backwards. I'm locked in. Deva? Zimbabwe. Kels? Well, at least I have the same answer as somebody. I said Zimbabwe. And Andy. I had no idea. I went with Canada. Canada? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just randomly throwing countries out. That's my joke answer. I couldn't come up with a joke answer. I couldn't come up with a real answer. <laughs> when in doubt, go with Canada. That's what I always say. Mm-hmm. Um, Tycho Brahe. Yeah. The- <laughs> Tycho Brahe of countries. <laughs> the correct answer is Zimbabwe. By the way, so they had 89 sextillion percent annual inflation at one point. Sextillion is a one followed by 21 zeros. That's a lot. Just to put that out. I remember seeing pictures of people taking wheelbarrows full of bills to buy bread. Yeah. All right. Question two. Economist Irving Fisher made the unfortunate pronouncement that, quote, stock prices have reached what looks like a permanently high plateau. On September 3rd of what year? Could you could you repeat that, please? Economist Irvin Fisher made the unfortunate pronouncement that, quote, stock prices have reached what looks like a permanently high plateau on September the 3rd of what year? I'm locked in. I'm a locked in. Mm, I feel like I'm going to go completely the opposite way with this one. Um, I'm locked in. Kels? It's at 1929. Andy? 
I also said 1929. In Devo. I said 1929. Well, the correct answer was 1929. I've never heard that quote before. That's what I was making. Yeah, nervous. that was about three weeks before it all went to hell. Wow. Or two weeks, maybe. Um, all right, question three. What major insurance company was bailed out by the U.S. government with $180 billion in 2008? Oh, I, I know this. I'm locked in. I think I know this. Um, I'm just thinking about I'm just thinking about banks, and you said insurance company, right? Yep. Um, I'm blanking. Locked in. All right. Let's start with Andy. I believe this is AIG, and they were one of the ones that were caught up in the big short. Please be. AIG. And Kels. I feel better about this. I couldn't get Wells Fargo out of my head for the longest. I went with AIG and I thought it was a bank and I thought it was a stupid answer at first. <laughs> uh, well, it's not a stupid answer because it's the correct answer. I'll take They sell insurance and some financial services. Hmm. I think if I understand it correctly, and I'm not really a big finance guy, but they were insuring... They they do individual insurance, but they also insure financial um, transactions, and mm-hmm. they weren't hedging their financial transactions enough. So basically, when everything went south, they lost a lot of money. Oh. They did pay back two hundred and five billion dollars to the U.S. government by two thousand and twelve. So they paid back their bailout money. Good on them. Interest. Nice. With the, oh, okay. Question four. In the 2000.com bust, one company in particular became the poster child for irrational exuberance when it achieved a high public profile through a Super Bowl ad featuring a sock puppet mascot, only to lose money on virtually every sale. The company was listed on NASDAQ in February 2000 and was completely out of business by November of the same year. Name this famous dot-com bubble company. Lock in. Locked in. Locked in. It sounds really familiar, and I, I, I'm not going to get it. Mm, I'm going to punt. What? I'm not going to. I'm not going to get this one. Well, we'll just start with Dave with Kelsey. Now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. Kick is away. Man. There's a high twisting yeah. hang time spiral. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, Pets.com, and Dave. Pets.com. It was pets.com. Pets.com. I think would it have mattered to you, Kells, if it was not, it wasn't really a sock puppet. It was like a dog puppet, wasn't it? No, it was a sock puppet. It was an actual it, sock it, well, puppet. Well, it was a sock. It was a sock dressed up like a dog. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a sock puppet. It was, somebody had his hand in it doing the talking. Yeah, but it looked, did it look like a sock puppet or like a dog? Well, well I mean, it was it, a sock puppet of a dog. Right. I mean, it didn't look like it didn't look like a realistic (laughs) dog. I mean, I don't think anybody. It wasn't like a Muppet or anything like that, or even look. You know, it was a sock puppet. Uh, I kind of remember this, but I I didn't attach it. Had a little microphone. Yeah. Pets.com. So trivia nugget: the sock puppet was also the subject of a lawsuit claiming that it was too similar to Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Oh, Oh, I can see that. Oh, at the end of. the end of round five, 
Kells has 120. Andy, 125. Devo swept that round with 150. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Category six is about billionaires. Billionaires. Billionaires and billionaires. What is they shouldn't exist? Uh, (laughs) All of these are based on data that uh, came from the 2020 Forbes list of billionaires. Okay. Question one. Theo Albrecht Jr. is worth an estimated $21 billion. He inherited his fortune that was primarily built on the supermarket chain Aldi. However, his family also owns what fearless U.S. chain of grocery stores? Fearless chain of grocery stores? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, locked in? Mm. I don't even know if these would still exist. I'm locked in. Uh, I'm trying to make that clue make sense. Yeah. Fearless chain of grocery stores. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I'm locked in. So this one's a little bit, that clue is a little bit tough for those of us around here because we don't have, I think the closest one of these stores to us is in Little Rock, <clears throat> which is several hours away. Um, so let's start with Andy. All I can think when you said fearless, I think a superhero and I think a super value, which I don't believe is a grocery store chain anymore. David? Mm. Trader Joe's. Kels. Uh One of my coworkers mentioned that the same people that own all these owns Trader Joe's. So I went with Trader Joe's. David, why did you go with Trader Joe's just out of curiosity? Because I knew that they all these folks owned it. Okay. Oh. Yeah, how is it fearless? So uh so the correct answer is Trader Joe's. The fearless comes from their apparently very entertaining circular that they provide in the store or via email, which is called the Fearless oh. Flyer. Oh. Um, okay. And apparently that's a big enough thing that I mean, it's prominent on their website, and I assume that if you had a store, if you frequented the store, you would recognize the Fearless Flyer. Ah. I went to Trader Joe's when I lived in California briefly a long, long time ago, but I don't remember the Fearless Flyer. Question two. Roman Abramovich is an Israeli-Russian businessman who has amassed an estimated $11 billion through his steel company and other diversified investments. However, he's perhaps best known for owning what famous English Premier League club? Roman Abramovich. I'm locked in. Are you pretty sure this isn't a villain from a a soap opera? Or a Bond movie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can see him taking taking off gloves really slowly. Yes, Mr. Bond. My invention will turn all of the world's salt into tears. <laughs> Back in the salt. So knowing you guys, I don't think many of you are into Premier League football, but I figured that there's probably people that listen to us that actually care about soccer. So yeah. um, I decided to throw that one in there. I like the way I like the way you talk down to them, though, <laughs> as you offered them that. I'm sure there's somebody that wastes their time watching this kind of nonsense, so I threw them a bone. They our, our listeners know that I love them. 
<laughs> much more than he loves us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I think we're all locked in. Somewhat fond of you guys, I guess. Well, thank you. <laughs> nice. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, I don't know. Let's start with Dave, though. <laughs> I'm kind of ready for the show I, to be over. One of the people I, I'm sort of fond of. Yeah. <laughs> I My initial thought was Arsenal. Mm. But the most famous worldwide club, I believe, is Manchester United. Okay. So I went with Manchester United. Excellent. Kels? Man, the way you said excellent made me like doubt my answer so much. Right. Because I also went with Manchester United. I was thinking Tottenham, but I, I went back to Man U. Okay. And uh, Andy? As a Beatles fan, I went with Liverpool. Plus, mm-hmm. Liverpool is more of a uh, industrial kind of blue collar town. Sweep the leg. Yep. Uh, you have Arsenal. Correct answer is Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, oh Chelsea. <laughs> they they qualify. I know they do, but Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Cheng Wuhan is a Japanese-Korean businessman who has amassed an estimated $4 billion in part from the operation of what kind of iconic Japanese establishments featuring a type of pinball machine used for low-stakes gambling? Okay, I'm locked in. Pinball and low-stakes. I don't know. I'm locked in. I'm locked in, I guess. Okay, is that everybody? Yes. Let's start with uh, Kels. I just said arcades. Andy? I had a friend that had one of these uh, when I was a kid. They're pachinko machines, so I'm guessing it's a pachinko establishment. David? Mm. Pachinko. He owns pachinko parlors. Pachinko parlors. So a popular machine of this type uh, that was released in 2001, accounted for an estimated $675 million in sales. Oh, wow. And features, here's a little a little uh, no-point quiz for you. Uh, it features a giant fire-breathing turtle that is sometimes known as the friend to all children. Gamera. Gamera, Gamera. yes. Yeah. Nice. Gamera is really neat. Gamera is turtle meat. We all love you, Gamera. <laughs> <laughs> something else we didn't know about you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is, that is uh, drawing on my Mystery Science Theater 3000 background. Yes. The Gamron movies are considered some of the best of all the MST3Ks. I, they are very good. And our final question. American Gabe Newell has amassed $4 billion after founding and leading which company that has produced games such as Portal and Half-Life and also operates a service likened to the iTunes of video games. Locked in, baby! Oh, I know the iTunes of video games, but I know is that a bonus? Nope. I'm looking for the company. Oh, this name of the company. The company that produced games such as Portal and Half-Life. Oh, 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 okay. I'm locked in. I'm sorry, I was misunderstanding the question there for a minute, like I do. Locked in, baby! It's, I'm locked um, in. Baby. <laughs> okay. You know what? 
Okay, Andy. Uh, uh, oh, wait, okay. Kels he's still working. Kels is still working. Yeah. yeah. I think I... Hey, well, he's still thinking, Sensei, and considering how Dave has been behaving, who's your favorite well, of uh, us three? I'm going to go <laughs> favorite? with... It's a tie. Uh-huh. Between... Are you really going to make me say it? I'm locked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I know who it is. Who, who do you think it is? I think it's a tie between Kels and Macy. Well, I was going to say Allison I was gonna and Macy. Allison and, Allison Macy, and yeah. Macy, yeah. Uh, yeah. Allison and Macy, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Palpatine would pick Ray. Mostly because Leia. they give me a lot less crap than you guys do. What? I don't care. Well, because they're not here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? <laughs> so if you really want me to like you, just go away. <laughs> okay, Andy, what's your answer? Steam. Devo. The service is Steam. The company is Valve. Yes. Kells? Oh, and I almost said Valve. Steam Valve. And I wondered where I got that from. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Kells. Oh, it's Valve. Correct answer is Valve. Rats. Do I get half points, Sensei? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I told you not to name wow. but Steam. I love you. I love when you don't. Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, we kind of already covered it. I specifically said I wasn't looking for the name of the service. I was looking for you the sure name did. of the company that produced the game. So I just you know. love when you say nope. <laughs> In kind of a evil dictator off with his head kind of way. Yep. Yeah. Mercy. Nope. 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 All right, at the end of our regular rounds, we've got uh, Andy with 135, Kells 140, Devo 180. Bam! Uh, is that an I insurmountable like lead? Yeah, this is an exposition game between seasons, you know. Uh, he's going he's gonna to have to fall. Kells isn't even playing the A team. Kells is playing like his practice squad today. You understand that those of us who haven't won tournaments have to really build. <laughs> This is every game matters for us. Yeah, Andy. It doesn't matter if three of my quarterbacks have COVID. Like, you still got to play the game. We got to play. Uh, but every game does count towards the end of your stats. Yeah. I, oh, I, I have to work on those stats. So Davos' point total is solid right now. <laughs> All right. So you, here's the final question. Introduced on January 1st, 1999, the euro has since replaced the former national currencies of 19 EU member states. Ugh. Name any 10 of these for 10 points each. And I need both the country and the currency name for four <laughs> points. Oh, man. Wow. I am going to do four in this one. There's 19 oh, to choose from. <laughs> How hard can it be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, wait just one second, Bobble. Yes, it's your friendly podcasting fanatic. Here to shout out my trivia brothers from another mother, the Trivia Rogues. When you get a chance, pop on over to the Trivia Rogues and let Billy and the gang educate you on some things, Bobble. Funk on. And do remember to please look both ways before you cross my mind, baby. No one for sure. And that's scary. And it's in the I got game. two so far. You know what the EU is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
They did the butt for school days. The butt. The song The Butt. Mm-hmm. EU. The butt. I feel like I'm missing mm-hmm. something. The butt. <laughs> it's the only EU I recognize. <laughs> Three. Mm. <laughs> I got two for sure. Um Okay. I think the Imperial Credit is one. <laughs> Gold pressed platinum is another. <laughs> Gold pressed platinum. Wait a minute, what's that from? Don't give me a minute. DS9. DS9. Right, right. <laughs> Deep Space Nuff. Deep Space Nuff. Deep Space Nuff. I'm locked in. I'm not getting any more. Imperial credits the last one I got on my list. <laughs> I mean, I can name countries, but right. It won't do me any you good. Say 2019. Mm, there, Neil? No. Okay. <laughs> See how he does that? He makes you feel <laughs> stupid for asking uh, a question. The Euro was introduced in 1999, and there were 19 member states that you can choose okay. from. Okay. I'm you answered my question. I'm not gonna do any better than these nine. Nine, wow. All right, I'm locked in. All right. I believe these are in alphabetical order. So we've got the Aust- Austrian shilling. Got it. Oh. No, nope. come up with that one. The nope. Belgian franc. Got that nope. one. Oh. Cypriot pound. Nope. nope. The German mark or Deutsch mark. Got, Got it. it. Got it. The Dutch gilder. Nope. 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 The Estonian kroon. <laughs> the kroon? I can't believe sounds, I didn't come up with that one. It sounds like okay. a wrestling move. I'm not. Nope. The Finnish marka. Nope. Nope. The French franc. Got, Got it. it. Number one. The Greek drachma. Got, Got it. it. No. The Irish pound. Got it. Got it. No. Italian lira. Got, Got it. it. I'm pretty sure this one's a joke, but it's the Latvian lats. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Working those lats. Followed closely by the Lithuanian lidas. Mm. No. That sounds like a sports. That sounds like a team. <laughs> yeah, it really does. The Lithuania leaders are taking the field. <laughs> the Luxembourg franc. Got it. The Maltese lira. Mm. The Portuguese escudo. Mm. The Slovak coruna. My coruna. Oh wow! The Slovenian tolar. Hmm. That's such a cool Tolar the Great. <laughs> and finally, the Spanish Pisada. Got it. Oh, I used to drive one of those. <laughs> There's a note here from John saying that he he hoped that nobody put Monaco, Kosovo, Montenegro, San Marino, Vatican City, and Andorra, but they don't actually uh, fit the question, so... Well, I wish I could have come up with Andorra's currency. I some of those existed. <laughs> I am so surprised Cal didn't have Andorra on his list. Oh, nah, no better. All right. Number 11 is Andorra. 
<laughs> so, Andy, you're in third place. How many did you get right? I will remain in third place with four, correct? <laughs> four. That brings you to 175. And currently, you're in second place. <laughs> Kels? I got seven. Seven. Dang, wow. Seven. I mean, all the countries around France. Well, not all of them, but a good portion of them. Belgium, Luxembourg. Like, they use the They, they use, use the them francs. Yeah. That brings you up to 210. Devo, you need three to tie, four to win. Well, I got seven. (laughs) With Thor tie. 250. Devo wins. Yay. Nice, Devo. Well done. Training for the next tournament, y'all. There you go. Well done. Well, thank you, John Bowman, for outstanding questions. We love when the Laidlers out there send us questions. So anybody else out there, any Laidlers who have an itch to write 24 questions and attend question final, they got nothing else going on, send it on to Neil. Neil at brainladle.com. Send it there. He will read it. He will he will peruse it. He will tell you probably if they're good or not. I don't know how he does it, but we'll use them in the show. I'm a very kind and gentle. <laughs> <laughs> so from all of us here. At the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Davo, who won a game for once. With, <laughs> yay! Yay! With Kells! Uh, some people uh, got to have it. Uh, some people really need it. <laughs> Andy. Money, that's what I want. Uh, so long, little brothers. And the Sensei Neil. Attributed to Mark Twain is the quote, we have the best government that money can buy. Ooh. Hey-o. Signing off. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh, greetings and salutations all you good trivia people out there. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, how can I get a little more? Well, here to help you out. You can look up these good people on Twitter at Little Brain. Or if Facebook's more your deal, you can look them up at Brain Little Productions. Hey, they've even got their own webpage. It's uh, BrainLittleTrivia.com. Now, if you're feeling generous, you can join a Patreon. Where if you donate $10 or more, you can even get yourself a fancy show invite. How about that? Until we meet again, this has been 44, and I'm glad you joined us. Hope I'm out. Yeah, I gotta go to work tomorrow. Which sucks. I thought you were about to say I gotta go to work on this gravy. Oh, oh I'll be working on that gravy tonight. Don't you worry your pretty little head, Kels. Yeah. <laughs> the only question is which one and how much? Just a reasonable amount Andy should do. You and I have a different idea of reasonable. Anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. Question three. Chang Wuhan is a business. No, that's not even the next word. That's not even close. <laughs> it's, it's been do a long day, some, guys. some Stanima? Wow. <laughs> I got my fireball Stanima. whiskey right here. Yeah. I'm on my second glass of cider. <laughs> Slow it down a little bit. I know. <laughs> two glasses of cider, I'm anybody's. <laughs> <laughs>
I just, I, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> Welcome to our world, Sensei. <laughs> the preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved.